0: You are listening to the Ghostlight Podcast, podcasting that fucks with your head. Good one. Macbeth is
1: crazy, Lady Macbeth is sexy, King Duncan is silly, Prince Malcolm's a dolly, Banquo's got an apple, Macduff finds Duncan dead.
0: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Ghostlight Podcast. This is uh, the podcast for Season 2, Episode 2. Fallow Time. I'm Paul Mackey, and I'm here broadcasting, or podcasting, not broadcasting, with uh, (laughs) my lovely wife, Darcy Zepernick. Hello! And uh, in Chicago, Ben Pfeiffer. Hello! And down in lovely Omaha, Amy Bowen. Hello! How's everyone doing this week? Good. Good, good. Slightly tired.
2: No no tornadoes got anybody today.
1: (laughs) It's extremely windy here.
2: Yeah, we we heard on the news (laughs) that it was very... Very uh big big storms up your way so
0: yeah
3: yep pretty nice I, I saw that it was just rainy here though
0: yes it was just foggy here so we yeah. I mean, you guys got everything yeah. we had yesterday which was I don't know it was it just thundered, just kinda it thundered once a little or twice bit, but it
2: wasn't bad so yep
0: okay. Well, that's topical. That won't matter in two weeks when we get this out. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> all right. Uh, ben, do you have a 60-second uh, plot summary prepared for, or not prepared, but just ready to go? I am willing to give it a shot. I am going to predict right now that I will go well over
1: 60 seconds, but uh, I, think we I am all ready. ready. All right. You uh, want to give me the count?
0: Yes. Uh Yeah, I'm going to see if I can get a stopwatch up so I can see this. All right. Stopwatch. Stopwatch. All right. Um... Let's see then. Should be on the count of uh... three. Oh, well, that's not I fun. think,
3: <laughs> I believe they said three, two, one action in our example. So yes, we could think, go with that.
0: Yes, I think so. Okay, yeah, I mean, Brad, Brad recently on the uh, on the Ramjack was using Monster Mash. It past time for that. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ben, if you're ready, we'll chat. Sure. Three, two, one, uh, turkey and stuffing. <laughs> All right. Three. Two, one, turkey stuffing. <laughs> all right, so it's Christmas in New Burbage,
1: and the ghost light is shining bright. Jeff has a new haircut and Oliver's notes. All of Oliver's notes. Jeff finds a VHS in that pile of boxes that seems to be some kind of biography of Oliver. Basil is kind of back. Richard is deciding to pass on corporate and to pass up the miniature of culture to see if he can get money. Jeff and Ellen are playing house. Um... Uh... Ba, 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 ba. Ellen is having issues with a Christmas tree. Um, Anna and Richard exchange gifts. Uh, the Canada is having issues with health care. The Ministry of Culture has a potty mouth. Um, Ellen's really weird. I don't like her. Um, <laughs> little kids are doing Macbeth, and they're murdering each other. Um, and Oliver appears again. And the new Jack Arise, his name is Henry, and he's kind of a douchebag.
2: Yeah. Wow. <gasps> woo Fifty nine seconds.
0: Looks like about sweet. fifty-nine, yeah, roughly. And I, I wasn't ready on the I wasn't ready for the conclusion on the timer, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> yep, I, I saw fifty-nine right as he stopped. Yeah,
0: and there was even a scat break in the middle.
2: There was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well sweet. Alright, so fifty-nine seconds, guys, beat that. I don't oh, think boy. I can. Wow.
2: Nope. That was impressive. That is the
0: first one to start off on. Good yes. job.
2: Hard nice to job.
0: Out. Well now I need, now we hardly even need to do the podcast. I think everybody's got it, right?
2: Yep, all right. <laughs> Oh, goodness me.
0: Uh, Any comments anyone has in general before we get get rolling on this, or uh, should we just uh, launch in?
3: This was a lot of fun. I have lots of notes, even more than last time, and I promise to speak up more this time.
0: (laughs) Okay. No cosplay this week? Nope. Okay.
3: That is over and done with. For now, I wonder, it was uh, a lot of fun, but it is now over and done.
0: I wonder
1: when this episode is going to come out, if it's going to come out around Christmas time, which would oh. make kind
0: of topical.
2: Would, would be
0: fun, but I think we're going to be sooner than that,
2: hopefully. Yeah, well, ah. it's still Christmas time because anything after Thanksgiving is Christmas time, right? Right,
0: exactly. That's well, still it's, already, it's, it's already all Christmas yeah. time. Christmas creep is all about. Exactly. The Christmas creep. Christmas creep yeah. has arrived.
1: It's
2: It's here. It is.
3: I spent the afternoon today watching this Slings and Arrows episode and organizing a secret Santa gift exchange, so it's probably close enough. We don't need to take another long break between episodes just because of Christmas.
0: Yes, I'll get with you off pod on that in a moment. Right. (laughs) Well, later. Okay. Well, here we go. Um, Recap starts now. It's the holiday season. The landscape is draped with snow. The ghost light is at center stage. And Jeffrey's playing stapler games, yeah. which uh, <laughs> Anna calls him on. Yes. Yeah. I, I, hopefully nobody was too confused. I, they had... the uh, Old uh, Lang Syne for the uh, holiday season at the beginning of this episode. I was pretty pretty sure that it was going to be post-New Year's to begin with. but
3: uh, Yep, uh, that confused me too
1: a little That bit. is, uh, isn't that a Christmas song originally, and then people just started singing it at New Year's? Yeah, I believe so. They it, sing it at the end of um, It's a Wonderful Life.
2: You're right, they yes, sure do.
1: At yeah, Christmas
0: time. At Christmas time. So, uh, Then Anna brings in a banker's box of Oliver's notes. A and Jeffrey thanks box. her. Yeah, I think that was a banker's box, yeah, wasn't that's it? That's a banker's box. I've never heard that term before. really. They're oh, usually like labeled a file
1: as, cabinet box. They're labeled as such usually.
2: Ah, I thought that was a yep. banker's box. Mm. Yeah, I saw. Maybe it I,
1: maybe that's what those are called. I just call them file cabinet boxes. <laughs> well,
2: you know, because they have
1: files in
2: them usually. <laughs> they, they sure <laughs> do, and not not banks. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, but it'd I be noticed
3: nice if they did. I saw that these were labeled banker's box. Yeah. Were they really? Mm. I noticed yeah. that okay. at least in at least one shot. I'm pretty sure you can see it. Hmm.
0: Yes. Uh, So he he thanks her for the box, and then she brings in the other seven. Oliver's notes were fairly copious for Macbeth. I
3: I love this show. The cold open always has a punchline, spoken, visual, or both. I loved that. I also love that Anna's desk is all decorated for the season. Of course, it's the front desk. But in Jeffrey's office, the only Christmas decoration is the Santa hat on Oliver's skull.
0: Yes. Right. (laughs)
2: It's pretty funny. I like that, too.
0: <laughs> uh, so, that, yeah, that's the cold open, uh, following which uh, Jeffrey is reading the play and trying to avoid the big box of notes, which may be actually staring at him. Hmm. He moves it, and when he moves it, he, s- he spots a VHS tape of a documentary called The King of New Burbage. Now, kids, a VHS tape has a video signal yeah. that's recorded onto a tape of plastic with uh, iron oxides on it that are aligned so that they have a signal on them for uh, broadcasting video.
1: All right, Paul, what does VHS stand for? Uh, video Home System, I believe. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah, but that's what end. I think it is, too. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I grew up with it. Oh, so yeah, I totally. I think that's right.
2: What does beta stand for? Beta. Beta. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, the I thought it was bad excuse taping associations. <laughs>
1: actually, yeah. Beta is actually much higher quality than. VHS. Oh no,
2: I know that, but it's uh, it it just didn't take off. It wasn't marketed as well.
1: Okay, yeah, it's weird that it didn't take on because it, you know, I think it held more and uh, it had better quality, but whatever. Yeah.
0: All right, where'd that bell go? Um. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent Sorry. bell. Um, so, in brief, for the video, uh, Victoria Tennant um, mm-hmm. is an actual Canadian arts figure, ballerina, and uh, they don't mean to imply a relation uh, because it doesn't, like, uh, uh, it doesn't seem like Jeffrey Tennant doesn't seem like re- Jeffrey Tennant reacts to seeing her uh, on her on her lower third. It does say that she's uh, known from ballet, and that's true. And then Graham Greene, I think, is a, a native Canadian actor, but Americans probably know him best as Kicking Bird and Dances with Wolves. Mm-hmm uh no i'm sorry i know him best from free
1: willy all right oh. as the uh trainer of the orca in free willy
2: yeah. i never <laughs> saw and free-
1: also i think northern exposure maybe
2: yeah that's that i think you're right ben because that's that's what i was thinking but i couldn't place it until you just said it thank you
0: well all right yeah. then <laughs> Um, and then, uh, Richard is on hold, waiting for the Minister of Culture, calling out for Anna, who enters with the newspaper. The newspaper has an article about the financial troubles at the festival, and there's a tiny byline photo cameo. By Sean Cullen as Uh Basil. And he got credit in the credits. Yes, for that little... He's
1: listed in there, special appearance by...
3: (laughs) I put in my notes, Basil is such a jerk. We've (laughs) commented before on how he seems to be the only reporter or media person in the entire town, but then again, we are seeing the town from the perspective of the theater world, and he is the theater critic, so that kind of makes sense.
1: And I beg to differ with you. I don't think that he is a jerk. I think that he is reporting the news, and in this scene, I think that Richard is an asshole. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, I agree. Freaking with that. out because
1: he wants coffee from Anna. <laughs> yes, like, he totally disrespects
0: Anna, like left and right. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, well, she's she. Well, well, she may sit at the front desk of the festival. She's not a secretary. Right, right.
3: That's right.
0: She is the associate administrative director.
3: That's right. I can see why she Anna doesn't get along well with Richard. He <laughs> he does treat her like the secretary.
0: But she does voluntarily get Jeffrey coffee on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard reassures Anna that the workload will ease soon because of the interns, but Anna doesn't see it that way. Have you worked with interns in your in your uh, work in the theater?
2: Ah, uh, yes, yes, I have.
0: How are they? Variable.
2: Variable. I've had really awesome, and then some. You just you you wish you could just send them home, or you send them on long errands.
0: Go back to your bong.
2: <laughs> yeah. There
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeffrey is sharing the documentary with Nahum. He says that he's watched it fifty times, and Nahum has other urgent business to attend to.
3: Mm-hmm. I thought, know yeah, I thought this was interesting that Jeffrey invited Nahum to watch it with him. It seems like Jeffrey is reaching out to more people than Oliver did earlier in in the earlier scene. Oliver said. If he had to describe himself in one word, I suppose that word would be lonely. But Jeffrey is apparently kind of trying to sort of bond with Nahum and has Ellen to confide in, so that's a good thing. Maybe he'll be a little happier than Oliver.
0: Yeah, perhaps so. Mm-hmm. Depends on how much Oliver bugs him about it. But he's not around. <laughs> True. But he's not around. No, <laughs> no, 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 no Oliver. Uh, and he also seems to be uh, calling uh, Jeffrey on his procrastination. Uh, your name. Shouldn't you be working on the play, I think? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jeffrey goes home to Ellen's house, which apparently is now their house, uh, at the moment anyway, or she's li- he's at least living there. Uh, they talk, and after a momentary reveal of their agreement not to talk shop at home, uh, they talk about the boxes and how Jeffrey has not looked in them. But afterwards, Ellen asks a particular question about her interpretation of Lady Macbeth and that uh at that point he does admit that he is stuck it seems like their i don't i don't really find
1: their relationship believable or at least not in this scene it just seems very off i don't know there's something weird about ellen in this scene i can't really place it maybe she she looks older and she has like a the exact same haircut that anna has and in one scene they kind of look like they're the same person
2: hmm. i don't know if
1: anybody else picked up on that at all hmm no but, like, I don't, I don't really feel like her and Jeffrey are actually in love with each other or whatever.
0: You feel like they, they've transitioned too quick into domestic bliss after being separated for so many years? Right, exactly.
1: I mean, I, it was more believable with her and Sloan than it was with these two right now. It just seems like they jumped into it way too fast, I guess. And the acting chemistry seems a little off.
0: Yes, well personally yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure how to speak to their acting chemistry I do know that they are as we said last season a husband and wife mm-hmm. in real life? for real life yes oh weird so okay. that's probably why it seems like <laughs> if you
2: jump too quickly into it how can you not
0: how how can, how can how can it seem so natural to be be wedded together and uh, having dinner together yeah. if, if you've been separated for so many years
2: Three hmm. years or so.
3: And the fact that the actors playing Ellen and Jeffrey are actually married in real life probably makes that seem difficult to awkward for them to make believable. I don't, I'm speculating. I don't know that for
0: sure. All right. So following that, uh, Ellen is, says she's going to go get a tree tomorrow. Jeffrey says that he cannot help because he needs to work. And when Jeffrey says that he needs to work, it apparently means he needs to watch the video again, which he's done enough times that it seems to be talking to him. Or he's okay. just hearing uh, Anna in the background.
3: Yep, that was really that, well done. I love the use of music and how we find out it's it's actually Anna talking.
0: And she's carrying a
1: maquette. A maquette, yes. Yeah, maquette. A, mm-hmm. which, uh, Apparently, a, that's a, a what dior- you um, call
3: a model of a stage design. Uh, when yes. I saw her carry it in, I said, "Oh God, it's a set design."
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, it it, in uh, in theory, a maquette is a full uh, full scale, like exact scale model of your uh, of your set. Layout,
2: right, and then it also has you know the drops and, and the moving the parts and yeah move in and out and usually the director actually does the blocking using that.
0: Yeah, so usually uh, with whether it be little pennies or
2: Lego men are very Lego popular. These but yes, days. <laughs> yes,
0: minifigures are very popular in mm-hmm. the. Uh, I wonder if you can get particular sets for different Shakespeare and you get a Richard III with a hump. <laughs> uh,
2: no, you can't. The, you can't? You, 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 the, uh, they, uh, some, to some directors make them up. You
0: know? I bet someone's made a Lego, Lego minifigure with a with a, with a hump.
2: I, okay. Well, they make kings and
3: knights and things well, and go. witches and stuff, so they make most of the characters you would need.
0: Yeah, we should be set for this one, yes. We've seen uh, Matt Cutts in other episodes, right? Didn't we
1: see one
0: of uh, Darren Nichols? Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: That's, That's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was actually about Oliver, Oliver's Hamlet and uh, uh, Nichols' Hamlet side by side.
1: Right, right. But they didn't use the term there. I never heard that term before. Yes.
3: Yeah, I hadn't either. Not in this context. Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, it does take a little puzzling over. There's, uh, there's, there's interesting... Uh, Corded pieces for flies, or I don't know what all was going on in there. It was t- it was tangled up in a mess to begin with. I
2: know,
0: but I don't that that that's the, that part's believable enough.
2: That part was believable,
0: yes. Uh, we'll get back to why why the other puzzling part what is makes not me as puzzling. My eyes? Okay. Yes, uh, Richard says. Uh, Richard asks Anna to look over his grant proposal. Uh, she says it sounds fairly demanding, and he's panicking. She says she might have another option. So she runs to look. Go look that up. Uh, Ellen has some Christmas tree misadventures. It's a yep. fairly long sequence to be wrapped up that way, but I can say that much.
1: <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, it was rather long. with A bunch of physical humor and pratfalls, that weren't yeah. particularly funny.
0: But they're shooting there. They're actually shooting in Canada in the wintertime, and it's actually cold. There's actual mm. snow. Yep. Which I, I even in Minnesota. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say even in Minnesota. Many times when people uh, had come here to do movies and stuff, it seemed like it was always. The wrong time in Minnesota, even though it was the right time and there was never actual real snow, and they had to like make it transport like, Zamboni scrapings into the scene or something like that. Yeah,
2: that's not uncommon.
0: But I assume that they would have uh, done this, you know, snow or shine, uh, probably. Uh, but they they got lucky, apparently. It's uh, maybe not that lucky in that part of Canada. I it's just further south than here, though. I don't
2: know. So, yeah. I guess it is further south than here. It, oh, it seems odd, but it is. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's yes, Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, it's right next to Michigan. We're close to Michigan. Not yes. right next to it, but yeah. Yes, we've been there many times. Well.
2: Twice.
0: I've been there three or four times. Three or four? I think so. Hmm. All right. At least twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a big long um. Oh, and Jeffrey is still puzzling over the maquette. Uh, at this point, he should have it all worked out. The pieces that he's holding still should work out for him very easily, but he's, uh... yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. You're shaking your head. All right. Uh, Richard and Anna look over the rebranding loan program, and even if they are three weeks late for applying, they briefly exchange their Christmas gifts. Each other, they got each other executive stress balls. <laughs> the gift of I the li-
2: Magi.
3: Yep, that's right. I, uh, for the record, when I saw Richard pulling out a gift to give to Anna in response to hers, I guessed the punchline correctly. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> nice. Um, Richard meets with the minister. I'm going to have to get rid of this um habit.
2: Good luck with that.
0: Thanks. Um, Richard meets with the minister, and after enduring some abuse, somehow comes away with a loan, uh, repayable 60 days after end of season. Ooh.
2: Right. Racing yeah. the clock. Short term.
0: Uh, she just says sh- fuck a lot. Yes. yes, she does. Yes, she is. <laughs> like, every other line has and apparently a lot in it. I also noticed the Ministry of Culture office apparently has, like, Christmas parties with chug contests in the background.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Clearly. Wow, and you notice
0: crazy. that uh, Canada is having a healthcare issue, even though they
1: have. I mean, it's not that the free healthcare doesn't cost anything, obviously. But uh, yeah. it's just, it's funny to hear as an American because you know we hear how great the healthcare is in Canada. To hear them complain about it is interesting.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, it's 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 uh because all of the equipment has to be publicly funded that you have to go to th- go through politics to get your MRI machine whereas here you you've got a big enough clinic, you buy an MRI machine and then you advertise it. Right. So mm-hmm. there's pros and cons I suppose. Right.
2: And then you charge somebody. Then you, you charge know? somebody, yeah. $1,200 to sit in it for a minute. There you
3: so, go. So. Yeah, that scene was just painful to watch. This poor lady, and she's just so bitter and angry, and she really think- hates being Minister of Culture because she thinks it's pointless. Yeah. Ouch.
0: Yeah, well, apparently she... uh she did something politically untoward enough that she got removed from the, uh, the minister. I mean, you know, probably speaking out against her own party as minister of health, and uh, like that. You know what? That gets you. That gets you a posting at ministry of culture instead. <laughs> Apparently.
2: Yeah.
0: Who knows? I don't know the politics. Really. I don't.
2: All I know is that the uh, mayor of Toronto is having some issues.
0: Yeah, mayor of Toronto is is, uh, is news all over. But.
2: Yeah.
1: Currently, yeah, yes, He's, yep. Well, he made some mistakes. The police chief of Toronto was, have, was having a lot of issues a long time ago. Do you remember any of that stuff? That sparked the whole uh, rape culture divide, or controversy that's going on right now. Wow. That started okay. the first slut walk because basically the police chief of Toronto in 2011 said that if women didn't dress like sluts, they wouldn't get raped. Yeah, lovely. Um... And so that just started off the national outcry. And it brought the, the issue of rape culture to the forefront of pop culture. Yes. So, good old Toronto.
2: Mixing it up.
0: Mixing mm-hmm. it up for us all. Politicians. Uh, Jeffrey comes home to the aftermath of the tree fiasco. And right. helps out with the help of non-traditional accessories for decoration.
1: Uh, you skipped the big part here. <laughs> where Ellen says she hates Christmas, and I wrote, and I hate Ellen because she is super annoying and everything has to be about her. I just, ugh, I cannot stand this lady. Personally, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys like her, but i mm. she never is being slightly redeemable at the end of the last season or, or whatever it was, the last episode with Kate. I don't think mm-hmm. makes up for seven or eight episodes of being a, a meanie. Huh.
2: That's the nice way to put it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> a meanie with a capital B. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. I I heard that, Salem's answer. I, I hear <laughs> you.
1: <Yeah.
3: laughs>
2: I hear ya.
0: I believe in uh, pop culture, they call that a bitka these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Real witch. Well, in uh, uh, in, 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 in genre pop culture, oh, okay. bitka.
3: Before we move on, I love that, that scene. Thank God you have an earring fetish. <laughs> I think it is actually kind of awesome. You have enough earrings to decorate a Christmas tree with.
0: <laughs> and as we fade out on a lovely shot of the tree, Ellen asks, have you looked in the boxes yet? <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that was weird ADR, Paul? Uh, no, I didn't. I thought it was pretty funny. I th- it was, no, no, it was... I mean,
1: I just felt it, the audio felt off.
0: Oh, I didn't really notice. Okay. I do notice bad, bad, AD, bad ADR. It sounded like it was though. recorded at a later time, I thought. I'm sure it was.
2: Probably. Yeah, Paul, Paul will do that whenever we're watching something together. He'll just be like, that's such and such. And I'm like, dude, I totally have no but idea. You can, to you talk can about totally
1: that. tell in like, old 70s movies, it's really obvious.
2: Well, yeah. That's My favorites are really whenever
1: you hear a uh, tire screech
0: on like a gravel road or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeffrey seems to still be watching the video, but it turns out to be a dream in which Jeffrey drives the pig truck over Oliver to Brian's shouts of murder. Did you notice, though, what they were talking about? They were talking about Brian doing Othello in blackface? Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) I (laughs) I wrote down Brian did blackface. That was my note.
3: Yep, I thought I noticed. Yep, I noticed it, too. Oh, boy. Yep, that was definitely ill-conceived. Right, right. (laughs) and it, about this theme, this scene. The Macbeth parallels just keep getting clearer and clearer. Uh, Jeffrey has a dream in which Brian accuses him of murdering Oliver, just at, which means Jeffrey feels guilty about Oliver's death, just like Macbeth feels guilty about King Duncan's death.
0: Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Yes, no, I, I like that. That works for me. Uh, but at this point, Jeffrey decides to go to the boxes, and then he finds there's all sorts of good stuff in there. Uh, I, I, I think thought it was kind of humorous he is using a, a a poster of oliver i don't i don't know if the prop guys got something wrong and that was supposed to be the same poster that fell down during the previous episode
3: yeah i, I was wondering about oh, that too That yeah. yeah. he
0: was covering up yes yeah, yeah. so he was covering it up with the notes on a you know pin board
2: well he used it as his, his yeah, i know it was on foam. Board, i know, you know it was a photo on foam right.
0: core but yeah and and you do use a tack board when you're putting together uh when you're trying to put together plotting and and things like that Jeffrey discovers that the puzzling parts of the maquette to, that were—they're actually a thrust, um, which is very far-fetched. That he wouldn't have worked that one out already. It's—it's uh, it's, it's very clearly that's what it is, and it's—it's uh, it, 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 it's basically a conceit so that the audience can uh, can can follow along if they're unfamiliar with theater. But uh, but the uh, the thrust is a, a well-known thing. It's not a—it's yeah. a, a, not a surprise.
2: No. No surprises.
0: Those pieces should have been recognizable as such from what we could no, see. I mean, they're on... black,
2: you know, because traditionally when you do the stage floor, the yeah. stage floor is black, and yep. those pieces were black, Back. and go from there. But
0: I, yeah, I, I it's 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 just for the audience, okay. So the audience can learn okay. learn what a thrust is and how it's supposed to affect the uh, the performance. All right. I, I was particularly spoiled growing up because I was, you know, one of the more famous thrust stages in the world. The Guthrie is. Uh, is the one that I saw most of my shows in when I was a, a you know, teenager. Yeah. So
2: they smashed that. It's all gone.
0: Well, they have a new one. Yeah. And they have two two stages at the new one. They have a proscenium stage and a thrust stage. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think they have a studio too, a black box.
3: Yeah, they do. Can I ask you a question about that? Sure. Two hundred thousand dollars to build a thrust onto the stage. Yeah, I was oh, looking. Yeah. I,
2: I I tried. I, I was like trying to run the figures in my head. And I'm thinking they must be paying their 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 staff.
0: Yeah, some of that's going to be union union but, cost, maybe. I don't but know. But I don't really I think see. it
2: would be that much, to be honest.
0: It doesn't seem like. I mean, I, we worked in college productions, which we're working college production budgets, and we did extensions on stages and huge, you know, revolving pieces on stage, and I mean things that were much more complicated than a simple extension into the into the audience. Uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, just the the lumber is not that expensive. It's got to,
0: well, you know, it's got to to be a union labor and it's got to be insurance.
2: Well, it could be in the insurance, maybe that's most of it is the insurance and then you got to move the seats out. That's just labor, you know, that's... And moving the seats out takes work. It is, but I mean, how many days work and how many people? Probably one day's work, two guys, you know, that...
0: You could look at it that that way, but it's probably more than that.
2: I know. I don't yep. Think so.
3: I reacted similarly. My high school built an extension onto the stage at least once, and it can't possibly have been that expensive, even though it was a tiny stage. And for our Pirates of Penzance production, we built an entire pirate ship and a dock for it. Right. Which which took up a fair amount of the space we usually used for seating. And of course, we don't have budgets like that. So, no. yeah, that did seem a little high, but we we came up with some pretty good ideas why it might have been that high. So, yes. so I don't So thanks. That.
2: But it's yeah, we were we we puzzled over that one too.
0: Yes. Uh, so, Jeff- so uh, Jeffrey, so Richard is trying to find a marketing firm for the rebranding, possibly Froghammer, according to his conversation with Jeffrey. Jeffrey reveals the plans for the thrust, and Richard is dismayed to hear about the cost and the reduced seating capacity. And uh, we just talked about the cost. Yeah. Yep.
2: And it's, Oops. Uh, that's all right. Yeah.
0: That's fine. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> Barely much the, pretty much the same conversation. Uh, Um, And uh, Jeffrey thanks Anna for the boxes. And then she tells him about the elementary school's uh, Macbeth presentation.
2: Which I love.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I loved it too.
0: I, I think it was amusing. I don't know if an ele- elementary school would do the uh, that for real.
2: Well, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Of course they wouldn't, but I loved it. It was great. Yeah, but
3: it's, it's new Burbage, like Anna said. It's to teach them about what the theater company does because that's kind of the center of attention in the town. So yes. this particular elementary school, it's completely justified.
0: I suppose. Sure. They are producing Romeo and Juliet, as he suspected they might be on the elementary stage. Uh-huh. That, that, that Romeo and Juliet is part of the season. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Jeffrey agrees to go to the elementary school presentation. And next, uh, Richard is at the Froghammer, and the staff watches him one through one-way glass and predicts what he's going to do.
3: This, yeah, I is- this
0: part. Oh, go ahead.
3: This is so screwed up, is what I reacted, or how I reacted. But then I went, then again, these people are marketing professionals, and that's how marketing works. The idea mm. is to get into people's heads and understand what makes them tick. It's just that these people take it to a whole new level of creepy. Ben?
1: Right. No, no, I, I agree with you. I uh, this, this didn't make it in my one-minute synopsis. I realize now that I left the frog camera out. But I did write down that these marketing people are creepos. Um, this is, I know a lot of people in marketing, no one acts like this for real. I mean, this is people being very (laughs) avant-garde about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is, is I think this is going to be the new corporate antagonist that they're going to deal with similar. I forget whatever Holly's corporate branding was called, but Cosmopolitan lens tracks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So since they're going to try and do, uh, the culture ministry of culture or whatever, they still have to fight. You know, the the big business conflict is still going to be there. It didn't seem like they can get around that, or not, or they couldn't find a, a different type of antagonist. So it looks like Froghammer might be it.
0: Yeah, well, I that's possible. I do know that most marketing firms uh, have a uh, have conference rooms that are fitted out with uh, with the one way mirror. Uh, usually just to tape uh, focus groups and keep it unobtrusive. Uh, I I do so many focus group tapes. uh, Right. Well, those are market
1: research firms. Those are different
0: than um,
1: rebranding. I don't know. I guess guess market research would be part of rebranding. So, yeah. Never mind.
0: Uh, And Jeffrey's at the school where he and Ellen meet uh, Ellen's sister and sister's husband, who are, uh, frankly, quite amazed to see her there. Mm Mm-hmm. The audience is introduced to them on stage and uh, Moira's there for some creepy looks. And then the <laughs> little and then the little girl next to Jeffrey asks when Oliver's coming?
3: Yep, and I reacted in two ways. One was Oliver must have been pretty good with kids if the kids know who he is and they know him by his first name. And I also thought, yeah, that's what we the audience have been asking for the last episode and mm-hmm. a half. When is right. Oliver coming?
0: Yes, he must have uh, he must have had a, a a bit of a presence when he appeared to the uh, or when he appeared, when he when he showed up to those things in the past cuz they did mm-hmm. and it did say he did go every year. Yep. And maybe he put on a flamboyant show for them. Huh?
1: <laughs> why, does this, why did the old lady keep looking at him? Like, she looked at him three times. I don't know if that was significant or if it was just part of him freaking out. I mean, it must have been. It was just very weird. Maybe
2: she saw Oliver, too. Maybe.
0: Back at Froghammer, uh, they may still be playing mind games with Richard, but Sanjay Rainier arrives. <laughs> uh, this is Colm Fiore. Uh, he was born in Boston. His family moved to Windsor, Ontario. He did 16 seasons at Stratford Festival, most recently as Macbeth in 2009. Awesome. Uh, in Hollywood, he's been a character actor and supporting actor, and he's one of those guys with a face that you just swear you've seen him somewhere before. You can't necessarily put your finger on it. I actually used to get him confused with Clark Gregg before Clark Gregg blew up with the Avengers and all the Marvel stuff.
1: Oh, it's Clark Gregg,
0: uh, Agent, what's his name? Coulson. Agent Agent Colson. Coulson. Coulson. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what has this dude done in Hollywood? Uh, like I said, he's a, he's a character and supporting actor. Uh, both of yeah. them were in Thor. <laughs> both Clark Gregg and Colm Fiore were in Thor. Hmm. Right. Uh, with, uh, I mean, obviously Agent Coulson, and then um, uh, Colm Fiore was one of the Frost Gods, I think, or something like that. Frost Giants. Yes. Do you have any other credits for him? I, I don't currently okay. uh, list it down, now. Sanjay says that it's hard to reach them because they take their turns at reception and he loses a lot of calls at first. Uh, then he orders Richard some chai. Can't convince him to get his car washed. <laughs> he claims that he has a supermodel girlfriend. <clears throat> and then he says that the competition judges them harshly and reveals the actual reason that he says the calls were not returned was so that they would meet with everybody else first and then finally meet with them in the end. And the school presents the uh, performance of Macbeth. <laughs> so we've got, uh, we start with the witches scene, which I think uh, we could say that that's uh, three witches dangle the throne right before Macbeth's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, that's followed with, uh, you know, shortly afterwards, uh, Lady Macbeth is a instigator. She eggs her husband on.
2: Yes, <laughs> she's an instigator. Yep. yep. Be Why a were- man, <laughs> she says. <laughs>
0: Moira gives more creepy looks, and there's murder on stage, creatively staged. Still a (laughs) little bit inappropriate for a grade school production, perhaps. It's
3: just
2: streamers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, red ribbon streamers, stage blood. Cute, but yeah, not exactly what you'd expect in an elementary school production. However, that really, really drives home Nahum's point about how full of blood this play is. Yes, Yes,
0: indeed. Um, At the banquet scene... Uh, which is uh, the part where you could we could subtitle it uh, Macbeth is king for a little while But he's driven slowly mad <laughs> He's haunted by the ghost of those he's slain Yes <laughs> Yep um, The ghost at the banquet Appears to be, according to Jeffrey Oliver
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that was a great moment Love that <laughs>
0: uh, Then we cut back to Froghammer Where Richard lays out the trouble He's got an aging patron base And no youth to replace them uh, he presents his uh, rather dry mission statement. And then uh, Sanjay introduces a different tactic. Not advertising.
2: No, no. Not that.
0: Gives an impassioned speech and Richard says, you're a guy.
2: Yep. <laughs> kind of.
3: I love that speech. And he Great said, speech.
0: fuck it, you're hired or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That would be it. <laughs>
3: amen to that speech brother i wrote in my notes as insane as these people are they have the same goal as jeffrey and now richard do in terms of reaching the public with a method a a message sorry about tell um they have the same goal of telling the truth and speaking to people and and all those making people react and feel and all that go ahead
1: do you think that they're going to tell the truth (laughs) Or do you think that was just something that he kind of just said? I don't know. I'm just wondering. Uh, I I think there's going to be a little bit more there with these uh, uh, marketing people. I'm interested to see where it goes.
3: Yeah, now that you mention it. Now I'm very curious to see which direction they take this in. Hmm.
0: Uh, Back at the elementary school, there's more creepy looks from Moira and more staged mayhem. uh, And everybody laughs. And during the... uh, (laughs) During the stage mayhem, I think there's also some mind's eye stuff from Jeffrey, obviously. I don't think they had any, uh, I think all of the liquid, all of the fake blood that they saw on the stage was streamers the entire time, the whole audience. But Jeffrey was seeing, you know, drops of blood coming off of knives and things like that in his head
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i did not notice that i did notice the freeze freeze time in jeffrey's mind's eye vision time freezes for oliver to comment at length on the tale told by an idiot speech paraphrased by the little boy mm-hmm. and he's absolutely
0: right yep the grade school macbeth has a has a uh, little mini soliloquy of his own and oliver returns jeffrey yep. bursts out and is humiliated in front of the whole town Again. Yep.
3: Again. And I I love that scene, and I wrote, oh, crap. Is that Basil taking a picture of Jeffrey as he leaves the room? I don't think –
0: yeah, I don't think it was, but –
2: Somebody
0: did. Someone.
3: Somebody took a picture of him as he left the room. And also a, a couple other things. For an elementary schooler, Tiff, Tiffany, the little girl playing Lady Macbeth, really is quite a good actress. I was really impressed with the way she howled her line about outspot. I can't wash the blood off my hands. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it took me this long to realize that apparently the Jacob Marley apparel rule is in full effect. Isn't Oliver wearing exactly the same outfit in every appearance he makes as a ghost and isn't it the same one he was wearing when he died or at least the same one he was wearing in the coffin he was yeah
0: yep. this is his, co- it is his burial his, suit yeah that's his
2: costume mm. for eternity
3: yep okay yep well-established tv trope and
2: movie trope
3: uh, okay
0: unlike the first season the very first thing that he does while they're still in the cloak room even is tell ellen exactly what happened
2: and she seems genuinely sympathetic don't you think yeah, I think so. Not that I'm, like, on Team Ellen I'm not, but huh. I'll give her that.
3: Yeah, and now uh, Jeffrey has admitted that he sees Oliver, so now Ellen knows about it, and I agree. She does seem to be sympathetic, at, le- at least a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Richard is off to the airport to get Henry Breedlove, and uh, intern Emily Liu has arrived early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anna makes her stand against the wall. That was weird,
2: <laughs> and
3: Anna I thought, yeah, why anna 's in the middle of making coffee. she could have turned that over to Emily
0: right, okay, Emily is uh, played by Grace Lynn Kung, whose uh, other credits include Cube Two Hypercube. No, oh, I actually like that movie, and uh, recently she uh, most recently she was on television on uh, Degrassi the Next Generation. She actually holds Certificates of Distinction from Trinity College London, and wow. she's on stage work, um, doesn't list any uh, um, Stratford credits, but she has worked for Soulpepper Theatre Company, which is the theatre company that was founded by, in part, uh, Martha Burns, who plays Ellen, and Susan Coyne, who plays Anna.
1: Hmm. Nice.
0: And she is one of about,
1: what, like 10, 30-year-olds playing high school kids?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Cause like those kids in the next scene are like super old.
2: <laughs> yeah, they are.
1: One of them has a full grown mm. beard.
2: Are you saying you didn't have a full grown beard when you were a teenager, Ben?
1: No, nobody has a full grown beard when they're seventeen or sixteen. <laughs> sure, oh,
2: so there's a couple guys that did. I'm serious.
1: Like were they held back?
2: Them. No, no, but they had hairy backs too.
0: Yeah.
2: It's theater, Paul.
0: It's theater. <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey climbs up onto his new, newly built thrust and confronts Oliver, who came back because he felt invited by Jeffrey when he looked through the boxes. Mm
3: -hmm. Great! Put his
0: fingers in his brain or something like that, right? Yes. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's like spaghetti. Isn't that isn't that like spaghetti strainers? Yeah, you did. Your hands like that. He did give spaghetti
0: spaghetti strainer strainer hands. Yes. Sure. (laughs) Sorry.
3: I loved this scene. I loved the eerie wind signaling that this is the moment we've been waiting for. Oliver and Jeffrey finally have a conversation for the first time this season, and it was as good as I hoped for. Yeah, I kind of liked still. the scene,
1: too. I thought it was it was done very well, and it was good to, you know, hammer home that, okay, this is now where we are. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And Jeffrey, of course, says that he's not going to be working with Oliver this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> But as Jeffrey knows, this is not something you necessarily can control.
3: No. No controller. (laughs) That's right, he knows that. I apologize if I'm stealing quotes, but Jeffrey says I am not collaborating with the spirit world on a production of Macbeth. Uh I thought Nahum's being proved right about the play opening the door to the other world and calling ghosts, and Jeffrey is not happy about that. And they are on the stage itself. Yes. It may be Jeffrey's probably thinking oh, screw it, it's obvious the production is already cursed, I can't make matters any
0: worse. Well, and 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 later on he makes clear that he doesn't believe in curses. Yep, that's right, he does. Um, the rest of the interns have arrived, they're sent to the various departments they work in, and Emily is chosen to intern as the assistant stage manager, which I don't know if that violates any union rules. You, I don't know. What, what was that? I was I, yeah, sorry. the stage manager. <laughs> stage management, uh, whether whether, the, whether having an intern for an ASM is allowed.
2: It um, uh, depends.
0: Yeah, I suppose it depends on it. It, it, it
2: they did have You see there would be Like the stage manager Then there was Assistant stage manager And then they usually Had an assistant Assistant for, assistant stage That yeah. worked for both of them Yeah so, And that was the intern But
0: Yeah But I suppose For, for ease of For ease of uh, uh, Flow of Dramatic here It's easier just to have A stage manager And an ASM Right Not to say that she's in Lots and lots more scenes Throughout the series
2: No She might be oh, Okay
0: Mommalee <laughs> Hopefully we didn't steal anybody's quote there.
2: <laughs> I, like, I think that's a great name for our work, so. <laughs> uh,
0: then they get to the table read. Uh, Henry Breedlove holds court at the table read. Oh, God. Now, who is this guy? Because he looks familiar. Uh, Henry Breedlove is, uh, and I'm going, going to butcher the Welsh name, I'm sure, Geraint Wyn Davies, or Davis.
3: That rings a bell.
0: Uh, he's Welsh. He is yes. yes, he's Welsh, but raised in Canada. He's best known in the, the title character of Forever Night, Nick Knight. Ah. Don't that, know what that is. <laughs> it's a uh, vampire detective series, and I believe it was syndicated oh. in the U.S. It was, it was made for CBC, and I believe it was syndicated in the U.S. I remember hearing people talk about it. Uh, hmm. I never actually saw it. But it, it's, it's, it's way before the current wave of vampire trend. It dates closer to Buffy than anything if you were going to date it with anything.
2: Like the movie Buffy or the show Buffy?
0: Either one. Nineties. Nineties period.
2: The, the movie. The movie was, Buffy was nineties
0: and was, the. No. Yes. No. Yes. The movie Buffy's? Yeah. It was 80. It was 90s.
2: 1994
1: or something. 1, 92. 2, 3, 4, somewhere in no, there. No,
2: no, I was still in high school. Uh, no. Uh-uh. Well, no, no, it was, it's 1991, uh-uh.
1: 92. Because, yeah. uh, what's his name? Is it Luke Perry Perry? When 90210 was still on the air. I begged a different. Oh, I'll bet you
2: $5. <laughs> okay, $5 is mine, Ben.
1: <laughs> All right. Hang on, I'm looking it up right now.
2: Okay. It's at least 90, <laughs> but maybe 89.
1: I'm saying 1992.
2: 92. No way. Yes way. How can that be? I don't don't
0: know, know. but that's uh, when it was made. Uh... Forever night was 1989. If that makes you feel any better, you're correct about forever night being in the 80s. Gosh. 89 through 96. So yeah, that's that's what he's best known for. Uh, What's his name again? His name is uh, Geraint or Geraint Wyn Davies. Him.
1: he he when he was doing his little oh he was also in cube to hypercube oh i didn't notice that uh when he was doing his little speech or whatever he's if you close your eyes he sounds a lot like um frazier the guy who plays frazier uh kelsey grammar yeah kelsey grammar <laughs> uh, he sounds dead up like him or like a
0: um orson welles impersonator yes <laughs> Uh, he did, he's done a lot of theater, a lot of Shakespearean theater, to be to be sure, all over the world. Uh, he did uh, a, a most notable uh, a production of Love's Labor's Lost at the uh, Shakespeare Theater Company in Washington, D.C., and that production then moved across the pond to Stratford-upon-Avon. Hmm. He also did plenty of work at the uh, Stratford Shakespeare Festival, including two roles during the most current season, the 2013 season that just ended. <laughs>
3: Cool. My first impression of him was he looks a lot like William Shatner.
0: He does. Yeah, I I got Shatner vibe off of him, too. Really? Maybe the same
2: guy did their eyes.
0: I thought of the attitude. Mm, I
2: thought it was their
3: eyes.
0: I thought he looked
1: like the guy in the second Harry Potter movie. Oh, Gilderoy Lockhart? Yeah. That's who you reminded me of. Uh, Paul, you missed a very, very um, important credit to his name. He was in the RoboCop television series. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Which I didn't know existed, but it did.
0: deuce yeah. <laughs> to me.
2: I didn't know that either. I missed that one. Must've <laughs> been sleeping.
0: Yeah, no, but I, did, I definitely got a vibe off of him, as though he was. Uh, I, 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 I could have, I could have imagined that being Shatner, <laughs> other than a little too young. Really,
1: I did not get Shatner at all. I totally got Fraser or Orson Welles or the second guy in Harry Potter too.
0: Yeah,
3: well, it was just the face. Lockhart. I don't know. <laughs> Gilderoy Lockhart, yes.
0: Kenneth Branagh.
1: Kenneth Branagh.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, like, Maybe Gilderoy that's Lockhart. why.
1: <laughs> that's why I'm getting all three of those, I think. But anyways, okay.
0: Uh, so Jeffrey starts the reading by denying that the curse exists, that the actors, Henry in particular, insist that it's real directly afterward.
1: Yep. I do and like I said, during that scene that, uh, Frank is really into what uh, this new guy, Henry, is talking about, but Cyril is rolling his eyes and looking over at Jeffrey for, like, assistance. I (laughs) thought it was kind of funny that the two of them are kind of split on how they feel about this new fella.
3: Yeah, it is kind of interesting. And I also said... That's quite a first impression to make, to openly disagree with your director like that. Oh, Oh, boy, this is going to be an interesting production.
0: I think he's a bigger diva than Ellen is. (laughs) Agree. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, immediately after that, after they discuss the curse, uh, they're about to start the reading, and Henry insists that he must do the dagger speech. Dagger. What is it? What's he going to do? He must do the dagger speech.
3: As a talisman against the curse.
0: Yes. Hmm. And Oliver clearly likes it. Jeffrey, at yeah. the very least, has a problem with Oliver, or maybe Henry. It's hard to tell exactly.
1: I do like that, how how it ends, though, with him doing his old habit. Yes,
0: <laughs> he's got his double-edged razor blade back. Yeah, he's...
2: Yep. That's his, his nervous thing? What is that?
0: I do not Dangerous. know. Dangerous.
2: <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. I-
3: it it does look like it's something he does when he's nervous or stressed, mm-hmm. and oh or boy, maybe
1: he's I- losing his mind. <laughs>
3: mm, yeah, I thought in reaction to the scene. Oh boy! Not only does Henry know all about Oliver's vision for Hamlet, but it's the reason he agreed to come back for a fourth round of playing mackers. Poor Jeffrey. He's got everyone expecting him to be producing Oliver's Macbeth. When he wants to produce his Macbeth, he wants to make his own art and have credibility in his own right, which I think is totally justified, and I'm kind of rooting for Jeffrey in
0: this su- situation. And uh, that's, but, the, that's the end of the episode.
3: Yep. Sure is a great source of drama, though.
0: Yes. So, uh, anybody have uh, anything more just in general about the episode? Otherwise, we can move on toward our quote segment. Uh, we would have feedback, uh, but we don't currently have any feedback. Um, one thing that has happened since the last time we recorded, apparently, is uh, the, uh, the, the free viewing of the uh, series on Amazon Prime is now at an end. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So it's still purchasable, but not, uh, not just freely viewable with Prime. That's odd, man. They keep making it harder and harder for us to get access to this. Yes, uh, Heidi was going to watch it this past weekend, and then she sent a message on the Facebook group saying it looked like it had gotten pulled. Mm Do you think that they know that we're doing a podcast and they're trying to prevent us from, I
1: don't know, doing some kind of weird (laughs) copyright spoiler stuff?
3: Or maybe there really is a Macbeth curse?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Well, hopefully everybody's still listening along with us. Yeah. Having yep, a good, I am. having a good time producing it,
2: and this isn't a theater, so we should be good.
0: Yes, we're not in a theater,
2: <laughs> right? Right.
0: I was
3: kidding, but we're we're on the part where Macbeth is the center of attention, and exactly. this is happening now. So I thought it was hmm. apropos and maybe kind of funny. And all the right.
2: world is a stage, they say.
0: There you go. All the world is a stage.
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: Uh, who wants to lead off with quotes this week? Anybody have one burning a hole in their... Uh, oh, actually, uh, Darcy, I, I, you have a... I know that Darcy, for a fact, has a single quote. I so have a single quote because I was oh, not, no. I, I was not uh, a
2: very good uh, uh, watcher or listener, but I, I did. I was able to pull one quote, so that's it. I hope it's not your only quote. Anybody? I was to
1: say, I only have one quote as well, so I hope it's not the same one, but okay. I, I have a feeling that it might be. Oh, no. Go ahead and say okay,
2: it. Okay, okay. I saw it sticking out from under a box of cod pieces. It's a maquette. Uh,
1: That's funny because mine is I saw it sticking out of a (laughs) a box of cod pieces, and not only once but twice does she say that.
2: Yes, I know.
1: (laughs) So maybe that's why it stuck out to both of us.
2: And that's why you you each get to use it because it was
1: said twice. I'm using it the second time around. There you go. (laughs) Yep. Alright, uh... Did you ever- sticking out of, uh, cod pieces. Just that entry. Well. <laughs> yes.
3: Uh, and an entire box of cod pieces. Well, I've Are seen you?
2: an entire box of cod pieces. That's not unusual. And what's the that out?
3: I kinda thought you were gonna say that, Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I figured it's a theater; they're probably gonna have plenty of them. And I have to be
2: honest; that is really, actually, very uncomfortable to have to fit that. I really <laughs> not never ever. You know, when you get to that point, you're like, okay, here here it goes, and it's it's never a comfortable situation, never.
0: Uh, Amy, did you have a a quote to begin with?
2: I do, yes. Mine is this
3: exchange between Ellen and Jeffrey. I thought you were doing Oliver's Macbeth. No, Ellen, I'm doing my Macbeth. And I reacted damn straight. Mm -hmm. I like that.
0: That sums
3: everything up, the whole plot, so well.
0: Uh, This was at the uh, minister's office. Richard saying... We at the New Burbage Festival had sort of an unusual situation, which unfortunately has resulted in a little bit of a revenue shortfall, to which the minister replies, you screwed a board member, I heard. Potty <laughs> mouth. Yes.
3: On Holly, either Holly or somebody else on the board is quite a gossip.
0: Sure. And I also liked the quote uh, from Victoria Tennant on the video that uh, he spends most of his time thinking or reading or thinking about things he's read. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. Uh, anybody else? Uh, any more quotes? All right, then I suppose we can move on to our rating segment, and uh, we could go in the uh, alphabetical order. How's that? Yep. That's All right, Amy. Fine. How do you How do you rate? How do you rate?
3: I'm gonna go with six out of ten. Santa hat wearing skulls.
1: <laughs> nice. All right, Ben. Uh, I'm gonna agree with Amy. I'm, well, who's I'm, next, I'm, Ben? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm still thinking about it. Nope, I got it. Uh, I'm gonna agree with Amy. I'm gonna um, go with six as well. I didn't think this one was okay. This episode, I, I thought it was. It wasn't mind-blowingly great or anything. I thought Ellen was kind of useless throughout it. Like she did nothing really got accomplished with her character other than the fact she bought a Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna give it six out of ten. Children stabbed on stage.
2: Oh boy. <laughs> And I have to be honest, I'm. uh, I. Maybe I'm just not personally where I need to be. I don't know. I'm going to give it five boxes of cod pieces. (laughs) Oh, all right. That's that's all I have for it. It You sound like you like it then.
1: (laughs) Well, it
2: really. uh, I don't know. I'm just. I'm having a hard time getting going on this season. I mean, when the only part that really, really did anything for me was the kids that we're being murdered that's <laughs> you know that's that's not good so
1: yeah the only thing that really did anything for me was the VHS tape i like all that stuff but yeah, the so. marketing stuff the stuff with ellen just was dumb and uh i don't know uh, it'll yeah. pick it'll pick up
2: i know it will i'm just waiting i
1: mean we had a couple episodes like that i think episode 4 of last season Everybody was like very confused by that was the one where they spit in the river at the end, yeah, yeah it
2: was all weird that was a yeah, weird.
0: yeah. well I thought it was uh i it was it was a little bit uneven i i i would have uh i think it it's good that Oliver came back during this episode. I thought that it i I almost thought that he should have come back earlier in terms of actually being on screen as a character, but it was the the device of the videotape was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'll still give it a, a, a seven out of ten. Um, uncomfortable video clips. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, I forgot about that part.
0: <laughs> I could have quoted mm, it if you wanted. You huh? could have. Yeah.
2: Don't the children
0: <laughs> are in the room? <laughs> oh, that was a little too graphic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So, would everyone like to know their assignment for next time? Yes, please. Please. All right, the uh, assignment for next time is episode 3, rarer monsters. Rarer? rarer monsters, monsters that, as in more like rare. <laughs> I don't know if you know that from Dirty Rock.
1: No. The rural juror. Like rural a, juror, yes. The I... rural juror, which is like super hard to say. Like the rarer monster. Is that what rarer, you're saying? Mon- rarer monsters, yes. Interesting. Who uh, has the privilege, privilege of trying to do uh, the 60
0: second recap? Do we have any volunteers? I will. All right.
3: Yes. Good. I have a crazy week ahead, so.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, I will
3: be happy to try it next time.
0: Very good. Very good. Uh, does anybody have any, any predictions for next episode, what rare monsters might include?
3: I'm thinking has to be a quote from some play, probably is from Macbeth. I could look it up, I suppose. I'm curious to know what it's a reference to, because yes. I strongly suspect it's a reference to something.
0: Yes, I'm sure that we will get to that uh, at the intro next week uh so until then um Ben, where can we find you online? uh You can find me on the go podcast
1: that 's for sure You can also find me uh i tweet i am at living on the air i 'm also on instagram at living on the air um, you can listen to my other podcast, enumeration you can find us on enumeration dot excuse me enumeration dot com uh so yeah, those uh-huh. places. And Amy,
0: are there places that we can find you online?
3: Yep, I'm also on Twitter, at Amy Bowen. I am on Instagram. I don't remember what I used on Instagram. It might have been Amy Bowen. Uh, of course, I'm still contributing to the Deadpan Podcast. We have at least one episode left to go. Oh, no, I used Amy Bowen Writes, as in writing a novel, on yes. Instagram. Uh, yep, that's yep. about it.
0: Yep, the Deadpan uh, continues on, even though it, it really actually has... We, we have hit two gross, and we're going to be going for at least one more episode, possibly yep, two. But. because
3: we all contributed so much to the grand finale, it takes up more episodes than expected. But yes, that's a the, good thing.
0: And the Deadpan is at uh, it's uh, www.jackmangan.com. Uh, a lot of in-jokes right now. I don't know if people really get into it by listening to these episodes, but it is uh, what <laughs> we're currently doing. Um, I am a, I'm on Twitter at at Really Big Things, and uh, we of course have a have a bunch of uh, ways to contact us on uh, online that will be uh, listed in the uh, the outro to the show. Uh, Darcy, is there anything that any place that people can find you online? Do you want? Do you want to be found online? I really don't. She's still hidden. I'm still hidden. There's some, some some issues back in the past that. Uh, There's
2: a crazy psycho out there. That's yes. all I have to say
0: about it. But that. if anybody does want to reach uh, reach Darcy, we, you can use the uh, the emails and phone numbers and contacts that are uh, part of the end of the show. Uh, so with that, uh, I guess we can say good night. So good night uh, out of uh, Elk River, Minnesota.
3: Yes, good night. And good night from Omaha, Nebraska.
0: And. Good night
1: from the Alpha Quadrant. Macbeth is crazy. Lady Macbeth is sexy. King Duncan is silly. Prince Malcolm's a dolly. Banquo's got an apple. Macduff finds Duncan dead.
0: The Ghostlight Black podcast and many crazy. other fine podcasts can be found at quadruplez.com.
1: Is silly.
0: You can send your own feedback to us in a number of ways. We are on Twitter at GhostlightPC. <laughs> Find us at facebook.com slash groups slash ghostlightpodcast. Please keep discussion there, spoiler free. If you want to comment on future episodes, the newbies don't check the phone or email. Call our voicemail line 206-309-9389 or email us gghostlightpodcast at gmail.com. The theme music for season two is Macbeth on Broadway by Jonathan Mann and is used by permission. Find out about all of Jonathan's work at jonathanmann.com. he's driven slowly mad. He's haunted by the ghosts of those he's slain. Oh, hang on. Oh, we've got a uh, situation. Okay. I'm, <laughs> this is going to be a timeout.
2: I'm on it.
3: Okay, no problem.
2: What happened?
0: Oh, not, not my parents. I... Okay. Oh. Child clothing emergency. Code brown. Code brown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're all good. It's all good in the back to the
0: witches. They say to wear Macduff. So Macduff's wife and child are killed with great pain. All right. Uh, so, it, it, would you like to know your assignment for next time?
2: Please.
0: Please. Yep. All right, your assignment for next time... <laughs> <laughs> Is that our assignment? <laughs> okay, baby.
1: No, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Iris. Uh, I'm sorry, baby. I'll help you out in just a minute. Just a little minute, okay? okay?
0: Okay. Okay. Because yeah, we're, we're very close to Very dying.
2: close. i can help you. Did you guys really hear what she said?
0: Did she say her
1: butt hurt? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard.
0: That's
2: what she said. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) We are are literally about five minutes away, guys. Okay,
2: everybody, pull it together. Pull it together. Eris, Fox, pull it
0: together. We're good. All right. Amy, Amy, pull it together. (laughs)
2: Macbeth
1: (laughs) is (laughs) sexy. (laughs) Duncan (laughs) is (laughs) silly. (laughs) Prince Malcolm's a dolly. Banquo's got an apple. Macbeth finds Duncan dead.
0: Out on the battlefield, Macbeth.